Bibles this morning, I invite you to turn to Matthew chapter 14. Uh, this morning's message is kind of get out of the boat. It, sometimes we think that the, the Christian life and following God is supposed to be easy. You don't have to be a Christian very long to find out that's not the case. There's uh, trials and uh, valleys that come along as you uh, follow after the Lord. Uh, And uh, a part of that is that's just the way life is. Uh, And part of it is because we fight a spiritual battle uh, that, uh, you know, in in a very real way. Uh, and uh, so I think that this is an important lesson. Remember, it follows uh, the feeding of the 5,000, uh, a, a great miracle uh, that took place. Uh, that, that has just taken place, and Jesus is sending um, the folks away. Uh, and so that's the backdrop they pick up uh, beginning in verse uh, 22 uh, this morning. It says, Jesus, immediately Jesus made his disciples get into the boat And go before him to the other side, while he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. Now when evening came, he was alone there. But the boat was now in the middle of the sea, tossed by the waves, for the wind was contrary. In the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them, walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a ghost. And they cried out for fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, Be of good cheer. It is I. Do not be afraid. Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. And so he said, Come. And when Peter had come out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. When he saw the wind was, contr- uh, was boisterous, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said to him, O oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. When those who were in the boat came uh, and worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. There are a lot of amazing things to unpack uh, in this uh, story. This is interestingly one of the, the few uh, uh, instances in the Gospels that are recorded uh, in Matthew and Mark and John, but Luke does not record uh, this event. For whatever reason, but the other three uh, do, and it makes it kind of uh, unique. Uh, Matthew is the only one that mentions Peter getting out of the boat. Uh, A lot can be maybe said uh, about that. You know that Jesus was teaching uh, the disciples, and I think us a lot in this adventure about what it means to really follow him. And so I want to unpack some things that we have to be willing to do if we want to follow Jesus. You see, there are a lot of people in our world 
today that want to, to say, yeah, I believe in Jesus and I'm a Christian, and yet their life does not match up to it, that they're maybe a Christian in name only. And the truth of the matter is you can't be a Christian in name only, that Jesus has to have all of you or he has none of you. Uh, and, and and that's just the, the truth of the matter. And so uh, some important lessons that Jesus was teaching his disciples and us, and the first is this, that there are times that we must be willing to cast off. Jesus finished this great miracle. It was coming near the end of the day. They just finished this this great miracle, had this great uh, lunch, uh, gathered up baskets of leftovers, much more than they started with. And Jesus sending the crowds away, he says, all right, guys, get in the boat, go to the other side. Imagine that they say, no, let us stay with you, Jesus. We'll, we'll stay, we'll help you. Um, aren't you come we'll we'll wait for you uh, there are certain i guess uh safety when jesus is around because they knew they would be all right as long as they were with jesus why well, things would be okay and so they were probably hesitant i'm sure and yet jesus knew it was necessary for them to go out on the sea and they went and when they got out into the middle of the lake, the winds came up. Isn't that a lot like life? That sometimes winds in life come up. That things sometimes get difficult. And it would have been easy for them to begin to complain. And I'm sure they were scared. We know that they were scared. Uh, they were certainly scared when they saw Jesus walking on the water thinking it was a ghost. They were thinking they were going to die. They were alone. They were weary. They said, oh, the Lord has sent us out here, and he's on the shore. We're out here battling this, this wind. But when we follow Jesus, sometimes we have to row against the wind. And sometimes, it, and by the way, it wasn't just a, a little bit. They rode for hours and hours. Jesus was up on the mountain, by the way, praying. He saw the boat. He knew where his disciples were. He was aware of their situation. And he didn't rush right out. He could have immediately said, when stop, seas be still. And they would have. He had that power. And yet he waited to the fourth watch of the night. And so it was well past night. It was almost, in fact, morning when Jesus showed up. So often... We want Jesus to, we'll pray when we have a problem. We want Jesus, just like that. You know, that's not the way Jesus works most of the time. God doesn't work that way. Sometimes he does. 
most of the time, though it takes a while for our prayers to come to fruition, and that's okay. In fact, that's good for us because it teaches us faith and patience and trust. It teaches us to, to trust that God's plan's best for our lives, that we don't always know what's best. And sometimes the things we think are best and the things we pray for really are not what we need. And sometimes the greatest gift God can uh, give us is to say no to our prayers. Been sick for over a month, missed church for the whole month of September. I've missed an entire month of church. It's a hard thing for a pastor. And I've prayed, and I know you've prayed. Lord, help Aaron be well. I wish it would have happened the first week I was sick, that I would have been better. That would have been my preference. But it took several weeks. And I'm still not 100% yet, but I'm getting better. Uh, Please continue to pray and uh, slowly getting my strength back and uh, slowly healing up. And this crazy eye's got to to heal up. um, Thankfully, it's doing better. But, you know, so, you know, we have to be willing to take some risks in life. We have to be willing to obey when the Lord tells us to do so. We have to be willing to trust that no matter what comes into our life, that he's there with us, even when it seems like he's not. But then the second lesson is this, that we've we've got to be willing to call out to him. Jesus finally did come out to the boat where his disciples were. It's interesting to me that Peter was the one out of the twelve. When you know Peter's personality, it's not really surprising he was the spokesman. He was the one that spoke up. He was the only one that did speak up, though, and he's the only one that got out of the boat. That is another sermon for another day. But notice what Matthew said. He said that as Jesus was coming, they saw a ghost. And they were afraid. And notice Jesus' response was, don't be afraid. His response was, take courage. It's I. No, you don't have anything to be worried about. I'm right here. And Peter says, Lord, if it's you, and that's kind of an unfortunate situation. It wasn't that Peter was doubting because he heard Jesus' voice and knew Jesus' voice, knew it was Jesus. Literally what Peter was saying and what the Greek says is, since it's you, Jesus, 
called me to come out to you. And Jesus said, come. And Peter jumped out of the boat. And at least for a second, we don't know exactly how long, but at least for a minute, at least for a little while, walked on water. Now, I know I've never done that. I know something else you haven't either. If you've tried, you've probably failed and gotten wet. Peter experienced a miracle. But then he took his eyes off of Jesus, put it on the wind. He noticed that the wind was was strong. But he already knew that. They'd been rowing all night. And he saw the waves and how big and rough the waves were. And so he took his eyes off Jesus and put them on the waves. And what happened when he did that? He began to sink. In the scriptures, Matthew says, Peter cried out, Lord, save me. The Lord probably thought maybe about letting him sink a little bit, learn his lesson. No, he didn't do that. Matthew says immediately, Jesus took Peter's hand and lifted him up. See, when we're willing to call out to Jesus, we find that he is, in fact, in our life. He is, in fact, God Almighty. He is, in fact, the ruler of the sea, the ruler of the storms, the ruler of the universe. That when we're willing to call out to him, when we're willing to say, Lord, I need you, that's a hard thing to do. Pride is oftentimes what keeps a lot of people from being saved. Not that they don't know that they need to be saved. Not that they don't know that they need Jesus Christ in their life. But they're not willing to admit it. They're not willing to call out someone else, say, listen, I need help. It's a hard thing to do. But that's what it takes, isn't it, to be saved? To confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord. To ask him to forgive our sins and be the Lord of our lives. But can I tell you, calling out to him sometimes doesn't get easier after we're saved. Sometimes we say, well, this problem's just an itty-bitty problem. I'll solve it on my own, thank you very much. I can do it on my own. We get big heads, and really what we need to do is call out to the Lord. Because without the Lord in our life, and in fact, Remember, Jesus said in John chapter 15, without me, you can do no good work. 
Paul reminds us in Philippians 4, with Christ and through Christ, I can do all things. But you see, we have to be willing to acknowledge our need for Christ. We have to be willing to call out to him and say, Lord, I need you. We have to invite him. We have to invite him every day. There are times, you know, we call out to him even when we've failed him, when we're scared, when we're, we're doubting, when we seem so inadequate, when we call out. The thing is, he says, I'll be there for you. I will never leave you. And I will never forsake you. And so, to get out of the boat, to know Jesus Christ, and to follow him, and to know what it is to be his disciple, we have to learn to call out to him. To learn that it's not wrong to be humble. To recognize that we are not the end all and be all. that we do need the Lord in our life. And in fact, we need him every day. You don't just need him on Sunday. And you don't need him just for salvation. You need him every single day. And you need him in every single area of your life. But then finally, not only do we have to be willing to cast off and to obey the Lord and be willing to call out for him, but we must be willing to confess him. Peter and Jesus, when they got up on the boat, Matthew says the wind and the storm stopped. The other 11 apostles came and gathered around Jesus and Peter. It says they worshipped Jesus. And they made the most important declaration that any person can make. And it's a declaration that God calls us to make openly and freely and unashamedly. And it's this, thou truly art the Son of God. Paul says it this way, he says, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ for it is the power of, uh, of salvation. He said, listen, I'm not ashamed of the Lord. We must never, ever cower to proclaim our faith. We must never be afraid to name the name of Jesus. We must never be afraid to do what's right. We must never be afraid to extend the love of Christ to those that need it, even when it's unpopular to do so even when it might be politically incorrect to do so. No, it, in our world today, in the society that we live in, it is an unpopular thing to be a Christian. If you watch the news uh, this past week, uh, you know, our Dave and Tiffany's small little town made Fox News uh, this past week. declaration that students weren't allowed to to pray before football games. 
I tell you, my friends, that regardless of what a government says or what people threaten, or right is always right. Wrong is always wrong. No matter if it's popular, you know, right does, is not determined by political correctness or popularity. And God's people must always stand for what is right. We are called every day to remind ourselves and to declare who Jesus is. You see, who we say Jesus is determines a lot about our life. It determines whether we're his disciples. If we say Jesus is a get-out-of-jail-free card, we've missed the boat. If we think he's a convenient friend to have when we have a need, like a, a friend with a pickup truck when it's time to move, we've missed the boat. But if we understand and see him that he is God Almighty and he is Lord and Savior, then we are on the right boat. And that boat sometimes might struggle, it might sometimes shake, it might sometimes seem like it's going to capsize. But the thing is, the ship will never go down as long as the Lord is the captain. And I'm so thankful that we have that great promise from God's word. So I think Matthew includes this interesting aspect of the story to remind us of these three important lessons. Listen, if you want to be a disciple of Jesus, you've got to get out of the boat. First, you've got to make sure you're on the right boat, though. And then be willing to get out of it. Be willing to obey what the Lord directs you. Be trust Him. Remember Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, In all your ways, acknowledge Him. He will direct your paths. And so I uh, hope that God will help us and remind us that when the Lord is the pilot of our ship, it will never sink. And we have a friend who will stick closer than a brother. Can I tell you, there are times when we need a friend like that. Every one of us, there's times we need friends like that. We need the Lord in our life every single day. In fact, not just a minute of every day. We need him every second of every day. And we're in trouble when we forget that. Let's stand together. Lord, we love you. Thank you for your love and your goodness. Lord, thank you that you call us your friends. Lord, thank you that you call us to the boat. Lord, maybe there's one here today that's, that's not joined the gospel ship. Lord, they're not on that gospel ship and their heart's not right with you. Would you help them today to, to call out to you and say, Lord, I know I'm a sinner. Lord, forgive me and I accept the gift of salvation. I accept that gift of the cross that you shed your blood for me. 
Or maybe there's one of your children here today that, Lord, they've not been living for you. Lord, they've not been obeying you. They've not been willing to do these three things that disciples have to do. Lord, would you convict them and would you help them to have the resolve today to, to say, Lord, today, this first day of October 2017, I rededicate my life. From this day forward, I'll stand with the Lord. Lord, help us to always call on you. Help us to trust you and lean on you. Lord, help us to always be faithful to proclaim you as Lord of our life. In Jesus' name.